Hey, and welcome to the Lunar Light Worker podcast. This is your host, Zoe Whitehead, and my light mission at Lunar Light Worker is to support empathic light workers like yourselves to elevate your energy, sustain your frequency, and align with lunar, earth, and cosmic cycles to be your own visionary and step into your highest version of you. Hi, and welcome back to the Lunar Lightworker podcast. And I am super, super excited because we have our first guest today, who is Elaine, um, Elaine Denton from Manchester. Is that right, Elaine? Yeah, that's right. Yes. We had a lovely, lovely chat a few weeks ago. I was um, blessed to be on Elaine's podcast. And I really, really loved her energy. So I've been, I'm kind of really excited and really pleased and feel really blessed that she's agreed to come on to ours and talk to us about all the work that she does and how she is of service to um, all you beautiful women. So Elaine is a life coach and hypnotherapist and yoga teacher. So you've got a lot of strings to your bow. You've also mm-hmm. got your beautiful self-love podcast, which is really well worth a listen. And you are here to be of service in helping women to mm-hmm. create their best midlife. And what I'm excited and intrigued about is empowered menopause experiences. So I definitely need to hear about this as well. So the reason that I connected to Elaine, I just, I first of all loved her energy. I find a really, really authentic, really in authenticity, um, very willing and open to share and quite, raw, you know, uh, willing to be raw and just talk, speak a truth, which is just really lovely to hear. Um, has a very refreshing perspective on life and also on menopausal aspects as well. So, um, you know, if you're feeling drawn, I would definitely connect with her. Okay, so hi, Elaine, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for that amazing introduction. I feel very honoured to be here. Oh, you're welcome. So today we we kind of felt drawn, didn't we, to talk about the divine masculine and feminine. And I know that you have had an interesting experience in corporate with this and you you know you said you felt you really saw these imbalances playing out Mm. I feel first of all maybe could you start by explaining what we mean by that by the divine feminine and masculine yeah so um the way I interpret it and understand it is that within all of us men women regardless of how we identify regardless of our sexuality we all have a balance of masculine feminine energy and that is um that is the same for absolutely everybody some people lean more towards certain energies either their feminine or their masculine and certain things in life can also lean towards masculine or feminine the way i explain it really simply is masculine is more of a doing energy it's more of a yang energy feminine is more of a being energy and it's more of a yin energy so we know about the yin and the yang 
there's a balance between the two and both are needed. We don't necessarily tap into the feminine masculine and the archetypes around that and, and what that may mean. Um, I don't think we necessarily focus on it often enough, if I'm honest. So it's like when we talk about, you know, the moon energy, the earth energy, the balance between the two. Um, we, we don't necessarily talk about the balance of, of energies within humans within the human experience and what I have found is that when when I start to talk about it people really resonate with it they they start to get a really clear very quick understanding of where they're out of balance and it can be it can be an absolute um, game changer when you know yeah yeah lovely thank you for that it's really yeah really really um resonating with that I know a lot of um my audience and, and members in the lunar light work I really love it when I do workshops around this mm. and and like you said we have this we, we all have this divine feminine and masculine flow within us but we have tendencies or imbalances don't be towards one or the other but mm -hmm. in fact like we were talking about we need both don't we we need that interweave of both mm -hmm. so would you say that there's one that kind of would be better if we you know like do, do we mm -hmm. lead more with the feminine um and back up with the, with the masculine is that a good way of being or you know how do we know whether we're in we're, we're balanced and and we're bringing in both i think when when we're in balance it we feel aligned yeah certain people who identify as women will have a more masculine tendency certain will have a more feminine tendency and that will then influence your choices in life your behaviors it's about finding what your true energies are and what you lean towards. And there's this other side of it where when we experience any kind of trauma or experiences, we can get what's called the wounded feminine and the wounded masculine. Sometimes we hear about people talking about mummy and daddy issues, those kind of things that influence our um, understanding of the energies but also how we interact with those energies as well. There's al always going to be some nurturing influences. So, for example, I grew up in a single parent home without a father. So my understanding of masculine energy is going to be very different to somebody else that maybe had a father present, but also that would be different to somebody who had a father present who maybe wasn't um, a great role model. So there's a lot of nurture influence there. But when we come back to who our true authentic self is, it's about leaning into, you know, what lights your soul fire? That might be more masculine. Like, I think from when I was a child, you know, it used to play out as certain girls used to be called tomboys. They like playing with cars and they like playing in the mud and things like that. And that was what what you see of children in their most natural raw state can give you a big indication to what they lean more towards. Mm. But it's when you start to do too much of the same and you don't lean into the other side. So masculine energy is very yang. Mm. That can lead to burnout. It can lead to exhaustion, all sorts of different ailments in the body, inflammation, all sorts of things. 
So even with men, if they're leaning too much into their masculine, they will experience stress, burnout and all of those things. But so will so will women as well. So we have to have, you know, we've got to do things in life. We have to have that masculine energy. We've got to do things. But I think it's about just finding what feels natural and right for you and how you then find your feminine energy and what feels right for you there. We need the balance of both for sure. Yeah, I love that. I love how you talked about the children and how you can see those signs already developing naturally within them. I love that. Uh, what, I, what I'm big on is being soulless. So I naturally lead more with the feminine because for me, the divine feminine represents that intuition, that flow, the opening psyche, the receptivity, the nurturing, as you mentioned. But I always say that we need that balance of masculinity, you know, the, or the, not masculinity, that's the wrong way of saying it, but the masculine energy, which is that container, that discipline, the action, the doing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that are in the community and that I've had, you know, I've worked with before are often and in the spiritual world tend to be very much in the feminine and mm-hmm. not backing up so much with the masculine. So they find it, they're very, mm-hmm. they're beautiful, very nurturing very creative but find it really difficult to anchor through and down into their reality what they want to create for themselves because they're not connecting so much with that masculine energy so you know we we do need a flow we or we need a balance um but like you say some are more prevalent to, to one to one rather than the other but as long as we have both then, you know, we can absolutely create, we can um, be inspired mm. and we can anchor through and get stuff done. You know, we, we, we need both, don't we? So yeah. in, in the corporate Elaine, I would say it was more masculine orientated, mm-hmm. more masculine energy. How did you see that? Mm. Did you see it as an imbalance, those two energies mm. playing out? Did you, and was it a problem? Did you, you know, did you feel that? Mm-hmm. So initially, I didn't feel that I, I um, lean into my masculine energy a lot, which a lot of that is very natural for me. Mm. Um, A lot of it's been nurtured since being a child, but it sits a lot of it sits quite comfortably with me. Um, So when I was sort of identified as a natural leader, Mm. a lot of women in corporate will be identified as leaders and leadership skills are inherently a masculine trait but they can have a lot of femininity within them so you can have nurturing leaders or you can have um, more managerial leaders that are led by uh, design and numbers and figures and all sorts of things so within that there's nuances as well But when you're stepping into any corporate world, it's a structure and a structure is inherent is inherently masculine. A system is inherently masculine. It's a very doing system process. This is what gets you from A to B. So when you're stepping into that world, corporate by design is also because it's masculine, it's going to attract a lot of men into it. Women that rise up through the ranks tend to have to lean more and more into their masculine energy to be listened, heard and understood. Mm. 
So a lot of the time you're being asked to change elements of who you are, how you manage, um, things like showing emotion is is not acceptable in a lot of corporate environments. Um, it, you know, crying can often be seen as a weakness uh, for a woman. And if you think if it's like that for a woman, it's going to be even more so for a man. So then you've also got that toxic masculinity where men can't lean into their femininity either or their feminine energy either. Um, so I think for me, it's that system and process. And there's been this very clear message that if you're a woman in business, you have to behave. Mm. You have to behave like a man. So you have to be able to juggle the numbers and also potentially be a mum and have a family, but still show up to work every day on time and still be there for meetings and and have to do it all. And I think that's another kind of element to what women struggle with, the doing it all is a very masculine energy. But for a lot of women, doing it all is probably going to mean having a family and having um, a career or their own business. Both of them become then a masculine because it's like, I've got to do it all. I've gone trying to juggle all of these things. So within corporate structures, it's systems, Within that, there's a lot of masculine energy. Within that, you have to then try and fit into that mold. And I think you get to a certain point where your natural leadership styles don't gel with people. The higher up you go, this is this is from clients I've spoken to and also my own experience. The higher up you go towards the sort of CEO structures, mm the more you're dealing with a more inherent masculine energy. So it's almost like you have to really prove yourself when you're at that level. You have to work harder, play harder, prove that you're, prove that you're in the same energy as they are, that you can do it the way they do it. I think at the sort of lower end of management, you can still be a nurturing manager. You can be that person. You can lead by influence. Right? I think for me, that's a great term. Like being an influencing manager is a very feminine, very feminine uh, energy. But as you go higher up, that kind of filters out because it's almost seen as a bit more cutthroat, less emotional, more doing. And... I think that is why genuinely we don't see a lot of women in the higher positions. It's not because they're not capable. It's because they're not recognized for their own natural instincts and influences, which is why a lot of women go on to run their own successful businesses because they can do it their way. That, that, yeah, that's so interesting. And, do you, you know, maybe maybe they don't feel like they, they don't resonate with that. They don't resonate with that energy. Maybe they don't understand that, but they're not prepared yeah. to kind of repress yeah. and suppress. And, you know, if they really are empowered women, maybe they're just like, no, you know, the, the structure is probably not going to change. You know, I was hoping you were saying that it would, that it is starting mm-hmm. to open up and, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of go down the more intuitive route, but maybe not, you know, that, and these will need to change won't they with these new energies I guess but Mm -hmm. that's so interesting to have that perspective from you and obviously someone who understands that world very well and that male Mm -hmm. arena um but yeah yeah really really interesting so um I suppose this this is probably not an easy question to answer Mm -hmm. but as a woman who is naturally empathic 
But obviously, um, I, you know, I know in my membership I have and, and um, community, I do have women who are in corporate environments. How would you, you know, how would you support them in that if they mm-hmm. are struggling with burnout and this kind of very mm-hmm. heavily masculine orientated energy? Is there anything they can do to help themselves apart from, like you say, becoming an entrepreneur or as many empaths yeah. do end up doing? But is there anything that you would say mm-hmm. as a coach? And mm-hmm. so the key thing I would say is you have to create boundaries around who you are and how you are in the workplace and speaking your truth. You have to be courageous, vulnerable um, in, in that environment to hold your own. This requires a lot of self-belief and a lack of people pleasing. And for a lot of empaths, people pleasing is something that is inherent because they want everyone to be happy Mm. and often that comes to the detriment of their own happiness so it's having boundaries around saying yes saying no um being courageous enough to lead in a way that is right for them so for example I'm a nurturing leader but I was forced in constantly forced into this hole of you must uh, micromanage you must you know be seen as a role model you have to do 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 and you've got to breathe down people's necks to get things done I know that isn't true for me I always work with influence but it's only when I met that resistance from people that I found I found it really hard that's when I started to experience burnout because I was out of alignment so it's really holding your own and having those boundaries and knowing if you're not in the right environment. Like sometimes you have to look around you and go, I can't break this resistance down alone. Therefore I'm not right here. I need to go somewhere where I'm appreciated for who I am and how I do things. It's not to say there isn't compromise, but we have to remember as empaths, compromise isn't people pleasing. Compromise has to have something in return. That is a boundary in itself. So, yes, self-belief, like, you know, unshakable self-belief, knowing who you are, how you are in the workplace and knowing that that's okay. And then having boundaries around all of that. And boundaries are the key thing for anybody to not to not get burned out. Yeah, love that, Elaine. And particularly for empaths as well. And it can be a really difficult aspect for us, can't it? And being self-bounded as well. You know, like you said, this, you know, I'm not, there's only so much influence we can have and impact. And sometimes things just aren't right. And I guess as we, you know, we step in more and more into our spirituality mm. and discover ourselves and honor our own energy, mm. you probably would naturally move away from those environments anyway. So um, mm-hmm. right I know um, I could chat forever with you <laughs> and I really really wanted to get on to the menopause side of things I know we're not going to have time but I would love to have another conversation with you soon mm-hmm. so we can talk about that afterwards um, but I just you know I've just loved this conversation how mm-hmm. can people connect with you work with you how are you of service Elaine mm-hmm. if you could just let us know about that 
Of course. So um, you can, the, the best place to find me at the moment is Instagram. So my handle is Elaine Denton underscore. So it's all one word. And then from there, you'll find out everything I'm doing at the moment. I spend most of my time on there. And I'm saying at the moment because I am just in the process of launching something new. It's an empowering space for midlife um, women. Um, and in that empowering space, we will be looking at all sorts of things like menopause, perimenopause, career, mm. how you, you know, create that unshakable self-belief, how your midlife can be your best life. We are, as midlife women, when we reach midlife, we're coming towards this different goddess energy and it's the goddess of wisdom. Like we are in a tribal sense at this age, we would be seen as the go-to people, the gurus, you know, the people with wisdom. We would be the people that, that everyone looks up to. Yeah. For women, it's, it's often an age where we feel forgotten. Um, we feel invisible. We feel like we're not of worth anymore. And if you're already feeling like that, it's only going to be compacted and impacted by midlife. So um, I'm working on developing um, a free space on Facebook, uh, but also then things that people can delve into more of that inner work um, held in, in circle for short periods of time so that people can sort of delve into spirituality and inner work in a way that really works with life and works with their flow because I think there are a lot of women out there that are maybe not so into the total spirituality might be working in corporate environments but they they understand that something's not quite right and they just need to find that balance of, of that so yeah that that's going to be coming up soon but instagram will be a place where you can find out all of that anyway um and yeah i'd love to i'd love to connect with people mm. I, I love i love um i love interaction love connection and um yeah that would be amazing if you could come and find me <laughs> yeah that that sounds i'm definitely going to keep an eye out on that <laughs> yeah really refreshing really worth checking out elaine definitely um what i'll do is i'll put that the links you know, well, especially your IG, your Instagram link, I'll put that in the episode notes. And then you can just let me know when that space comes about, comes alive. And I shall add that definitely. I definitely want another conversation with you soon. Yeah. Enjoyed that, Elaine. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Yeah. See you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.